Deshaun Jackson. Gets a block. Are you kidding? Deshaun Jackson will go. Rebound box. Back out to Allen. History final. Tie game with five seconds remaining. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere. This is for you. Recordings. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first ever edition of Def Cam Recordings. If I'm being honest with you, this is probably the third time I've started this because I wasn't sure how to start it and I got halfway through my script that I have for the podcast and I wasn't sure how I was feeling about it and I kept overthinking it going, man, is this good enough? And now I'm just going to go and roll with this one. This is going to be my final take. But uh, welcome. I mean, I never thought I'd be doing a podcast right now. I'm really happy with how it worked out. I honestly, the reason I started a podcast was because I wanted a platform. I wanted a platform to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles and the Miami Heat, which are my two favorite teams when it comes to the NFL and the NBA. And I really want to have people on this podcast. I don't want it to be about Philadelphia Eagles and the Miami Heat the whole time. But I want to talk about those as well. But I want to have people come on the show. I want to have people from different backgrounds, people who are involved with sports at Texas State, where I work as a KTSW sports reporter. And I also want to see if I can reach out to people anywhere. I really just want to start a conversation because I think the beauty about podcasts is that you're able to have a conversation with people and broadcast it. And it's, everyone's unique in their own way. And to get that voice on a podcast is really unique. But I need the listeners, which is you right now, to kind of join me on this journey and have put some faith in me and trust in me that building this up, because it's not about me at the end of the day. It really isn't, because I need to thank two people, because they helped me create this podcast. I'm going to start with Drew McLaren. Drew McLaren has his own podcast. It's called The JTM. Listen to that on Spotify or iTunes podcast. He helped me create the logo that you see right now that's on Spotify or iTunes podcast, which is a beautiful logo. He did most of it for me. I told him, I gave him a template that I wanted. He followed it and he created that and it was good to go pretty much the first try. The only thing I added to that logo, which it was just a personal opinion, but he still did everything. I told him to add the little recording symbol on the right-hand side and I asked him to put the date of the Philadelphia Eagles winning the Super Bowl, which would be 0204 2018 February 4th, 2018 because that was a big moment in my life when it came to the Eagles winning. But that's who I want to first off. He's, and also, he's a great friend. He's my best friend that I had, and he's the main reason he convinced me to start a podcast. He also helped me get this microphone. I asked him advice on what's a good starter microphone. He told me the Blue Yeti Nano microphone, and that's what I have right now. So shout out to Jude McLaren. I've been on a few episodes with him on his podcast. Give it a listen, the JTM. Next person I have to thank in all this is Mark Brown. Mark Brown has his own podcast as well, The Lowdown, and he provided a lot of support for me and gave me some guidance. I know Drew gave me some guidance as well, but Mark, he offered me advice on some equipment. He was one of my first friends as I worked as a reporter, still work as a reporter at KCW Sports, but when he was with me at the same time, he taught me a lot about editing and creating a podcast. He worked ridiculously hard to get to a certain point where he was putting out podcast episodes every week, and he he even got Barry Sanders, the Hall NFL Hall of Famer, on his show, which is incredible. 
I, as a friend, it's absolutely crazy, and he's going to go really far in life. I think Jude and Mark are going to go really far in life, but Mark has a really rare ability to make a pulp culture reference about anything that you say. Anything you say, he can think of a pulp culture reference, a rap lyric, hip-hop lyric, any music lyric, any movie. It's unbelievable. He just has this going in his brain. That's how his brain operates. It's amazing. And that's kind of the reason I started this podcast is those two wanting a platform, platform, and I think being a reporter, it gave me some experience on how to interview people, and I really want people on this podcast. So if any of you listen to this, I, I want you on. I want a unique perspective. Now, and I know part of this, as I mentioned, that I have a certain love for sports, and I need to get into that. My father is a big reason I love sports so much. And my father is from Canada. He grew up loving the Montreal Canadiens, who's all which is my favorite NHL team as well. And his love for sports showed even in high school. He won what was equivalent to state twice in high school volleyball. He came to the States for work and fell in love with the NFL and the Eagles and followed them in 2004 season, where they unfortunately lost the Super Bowl to the Patriots. But we got our revenge. Man, I just realized how bad it's going to sound when I edited this. Oh, well, we're going to keep going. And my father just means a lot to me when it comes to sports because I know one of the reasons me and my father connect really well is because of sports and we have the same opinions on it. And it's been a really good way to connect with people. And I think that's the beauty of sports is being able to connect with other people, debate with other people about topics and how sports is interwoven with the real world as well because a lot of players, a lot of coaches, and sometimes even owners go out of their way to make a statement through entertainment, which is difficult on so many levels to do but there's more to life than sports but sports can also have a huge impact on society and it's just really beautiful in that way i don't mean to get too deep but that's just my take on one of the reasons i love sports but i want to talk about why i love the philadelphia eagles so much we really started when michael vick in the 2009-2010 season it was polarizing to see a man like michael vick changed so much and became a better person. He's a true definition of a second chance. I remember in the 2010-2011 season, Kevin Cole was knocked out of the game with a concussion against the Packers, and Michael Vick came in. By the way, if you watch that game with the Packers, they were in the Kelly Green uniforms. I hope the Eagles bring that uniform back because it looks fire, okay? I know that was a bit cringy, but it's true. The uniforms are better. That's just my opinion. But back to the Eagles, and I want to say when Vic started playing in the 2010-2011 season, that's where my love of the Eagles really began. It started with Michael Vick and just how he went through all this tr- this difficulty in his life, and it was heavily portrayed in the media. People, uh, even the Philadelphia fan base, was divided on Michael Vick if they even wanted him on the team. Once that era began with Michael Vick, there was really no looking back. I fell in love with the team. And I know in my intro, when you listen to this, you hear intro of Deshaun Jackson, a Philadelphia Eagle who I will talk about later on as well. He returned that kickoff, the Giants, and that solidified the Eagles for me even more. And it was the same season Michael Vick started. And it just meant the world because the team was down three touchdowns heading into the fourth quarter. They come back, tie the game, and I never forget this. My father looks at me after the game's over, after Deshaun Jackson returns the, punt, the kick return, well, the punt return. 
comes back and unbelievable. My dad looks at me and says, that's why you never quit on your team. And I will never forget that. And that just made my love for the Eagles grow and blossom. However, I can't neglect to mention my other favorite team in the NBA, the Miami Heat. Now, I will tell most of my friends, and when they listen to this, they're going to be like, oh, you are a fake Miami Heat fan. Not true. I still love Miami. I will die Miami Heat being my team forever. But my love for the Heat came after the 2011 season where Miami Heat lost to the Dallas Mavericks. I didn't even know what the Dallas Mavericks was. I didn't even know that was a basketball team. I knew who LeBron James was, and I knew who Dwayne Wade was. But I had really no idea about the NBA at that point. But after they lost, I started doing my research, and I fell in love with Miami Heat because of Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade's my favorite player of all time. And the 2006 Miami Finals, I rewatched it. We watched a lot of the highlights. It was one of the greatest performances I ever saw. It was D. Wade. He just took games over. When you're down 2-1 in the NBA Finals, he was able to put the team on his back and say, I got this. And it was beautiful to see, and that's kind of my love. So... Yeah, I really do believe my love for the Heat came in 2006, but I didn't really know about Miami until 2011 after they lost. And then they won the championships 2012-2013. And I, I'll tell you this, funny story about 2013, the 2013 NBA championship. Ray Allen hitting that corner three in game six. I was out in my parents' house, in the living room of my parents' house. I was on my knees I was crying because I thought it was over for Miami. There's no way they're coming back from this. I remember the people on the TV screen, they're bringing out the ropes, getting ready to have the trophy come out. I'm sure the Spurs had their champagne ready to go. I was so upset. And then Chris Bosh gets the rebound, passes out to the right corner. Ray Allen hits a three and bang, ties the game. Couldn't believe it. I ran into my parents' room. My mom was looking at me like I was a psychotic. I remember my dad was on a business trip, so I, and he was watching the game on the television while I was at home. And I called him. I said, I can't believe that they did it. They're going to a game seven. It just, you know, I'm really grateful to have two teams that have won championships where I can remember them really well and the feeling it gave me. That's amazing. And that was my love for the Miami Heat. That's kind of where it began. And I want to jump back to the Philadelphia Eagles really quick because I kind of I have, I have a script in front of me where I'm going through and I'm kind of jumping around it. I'm kind of following it, but not really. Luckily, I have it segmented, so I know if I were going to like time signature this where you guys want to listen to it, that you can follow it. But and that's Super Bowl in 2018. To be honest, when the Eagles beat the Patriots, I was more relieved. I wasn't even happy. I was so stressed out during that game. My dad, he was nervous wreck. Nervous Nelly, as some people would say. He couldn't keep it together. I was telling him, I was, I was the calm one throughout this. I said, hey, it's going to be okay, because <laughs> I'm pretty bad when it comes to watching regular season games. But after the Super Bowl, I was happy, but I was more relieved than anything. The weight of the world came off my shoulders, even though it's ridiculous. It's just a championship and, and a Lombardi trophy, but it, it just... I wish I was there in Philly when they won. That's one thing if I were ever to do over again in my life is go like downtown in Philadelphia and be part of that moment when the Eagles won. That just would have been amazing. But I'm just, as I mentioned, that's kind of where my love of sports has started. My father, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Miami Heat, they're all intertwined into why I love sports so much. Now, 
after we kind of got that out of the way, I want to talk about more current news. So, of course, I'm going to start Philadelphia Eagles because there's some discussion going on about the Eagles picking up another veteran running back. Here's my take on this. It's either between Devontae Freeman or LaShawn Shady McCoy. And I don't think we need them, either of them. And I know some people who are Eagles fans will go, well, why do you want LaShawn Shady McCoy? Because Shady McCoy is out of his prime. He's 31 years old. I love him. He's a Eagles all-time rushing yards leader, six-time Pro Bowler. He was a Super Bowl champion. He won a Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs this year. Great moment for him. I'm so happy. I wish he would have won it with Philadelphia. And what Chip Kelly did to him by outing him with, as long, along with Deshaun Jackson, it's terrible. From a story perspective, bringing Deshaun McCoy back, it would be amazing. Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun McCoy back on the team, finishing where they started, it would be a beautiful story. Devontae Freeman, eh. I mean, he's 27 years old, two-time Pro Bowler. He had a really bad season in 2018 because of injuries. And he had the third lowest amount of yards in his career in 2019. And he, on a report, I saw on Bleacher Report, he literally said $4 million isn't good enough with a running back with an injury history, which doesn't bode well because if you want more money and you're not going to want the vet minimum, you're probably not going to get paid. I'm sorry. You just haven't, it's what have you done for me lately? And you haven't done much for me lately, Devontae Freeman. No offense to him. I know he wants his money. Play hardball, maybe get some money, but I think you're kind of, when it comes to the negotiating table, you're not going to win this one. But I, if we're going to pick a running back, and in my opinion, the Eagles don't need one. You have Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, and you have Corey Clement that you just signed a one-year contract with. Corey Clement, if people don't remember him, his biggest moment that I remember vividly was when he caught, super, he caught a touchdown from Nick Foles at the end of the end zone in the Super Bowl, and it was an amazing catch. And that's my memory of Corey Clement. That will probably be my lasting memory of Corey Clement. I still think he can play. He's really young. He's got a great story. He had teachers tell him that he was never going to make it in the NFL, and he did. Great story there. And that's Corey Clement. Look at Boston Scott. Last season, he came off the practice squad, wasn't even supposed to be on the team, and he's to me, the second coming of Darren Sproles and the maybe blasphemous because Darren Sproles had an amazing career. But he just the his body and the way he moves, it just reminds me of Darren Sproles. And he's just an amazing pass catcher as well. I think he's a good second running back. And how can we forget about Miles Sanders? I did not think Miles Sanders would have the impact he did with the Eagles. And if you saw the Eagles last year, he was the shining moment. Besides Carson Wentz, who played fantastic down the last couple uh, five games stretch of the last, last season, Miles Sanders was the biggest, biggest reason the Eagles did so well because he had speed and it kept everyone on their toes of how fast he was. I remember early in the season this year against the Packers when the Eagles were down 14-3, he had a punt return. Well, a kick return that went all the way up to the Packers' own zone. And that was a huge momentum play that got the Eagles back into the game. So he was able to make plays like that every game he was in. It changed the momentum for the team. And that was really needed. And so I really like what we currently have in Philadelphia with Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, Corey Clement. But if we're going to take either Devontae Freeman, Sean McCoy, 
I got to say LaShawn McCoy, just because I think he's a little bit more athletic than Devontae Freeman right now, even though he LaShawn McCoy is 31. I think it's a great story. And I really love to see him finish his career, personally. And maybe my personal bias is getting in the way of that, but I think when I was watching a report on LaShawn McCoy and Devontae Freeman and the debates that were going on between, I just read out LaShawn McCoy. I think he's got a little bit more juice in the tank than Devontae Freeman. All right. So now a couple more segments before this ends. Deshaun Jackson, I told earlier in the podcast that we talked about Deshaun Jackson. He was on Lane Johnson, the Philadelphia Eagles right tackle, a new podcast outside the lane, and not a good name in my opinion. Lane Johnson, you're a great right tackle, but someone should have come up with a different podcast name. I, I'm not sure I feel about that one. Uh, I don't know, Def Cam Recordings, you can argue that's not that great either. Oh, well, I like it. That's why I picked it. <laughs> Anyways, no, Deshaun Jackson on the podcast, and he thought it would be a great idea for the NFL to mic up all the players to make it more interesting for the fans. I think it's a great idea. I, I'm a big person when it comes to wanting to know what's going inside the field and what's going on inside the locker room just to get a better understanding. And seeing Michael Thomas and Devontae Parker trash talk each other before a game that would be amazing I'm sorry I, I saw the whole Twitter beef. it was an Instagram or Twitter beef of Devontae Parker and Michael Thomas and I was laughing so hard but I'd love to see that I'd love to see a trash talk I mean I feel bad for the guy who's got to bleep out everything but I can't wait if they do that it's going to be really fun it's a good idea and uh, last but not least I'm a Miami Heat fan as I mentioned but I'm also a fan of the league, the NBA, and I've missed sports so much. You have no idea. I, when I was watching the Phil Mickelson, Tiger Woods, I was yelling at the screen for Phil Mickelson to put while he was putting. It was ridiculous how into golf I was because I respect golf, and it's a very difficult sport to do. I, I, I couldn't believe how desperate I was for sports, and I'm desperate right now. I was reading something that they might not start the season until July 31st, and I about lost it because I went, no, I can't, <laughs> I can't live this long without the NBA not being on. Ugh, man, I just miss the NBA so much. It was such a good season, too. But, of course, due to unfortunate circumstances, we are watching highlights on YouTube and hearing Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp debate about Dak's contract every single day, which, for the record, I think is hilarious. I think... Dak is asking for way too much money, but hey, the, the QB market for money is just going to go up exponentially in these next few years. I can't wait to see what Patrick Mahomes' contract extension is going to look like. It's going to be crazy. And I think that's what Dak Prescott's going to play hardball money for. And if the if the Cowboys pay him $45 million, they're going to be cap-strapped. I mean, you gave Zeke Elliott a ridiculous $100 million contract, gave Demarcus Lawrence... Uh, I guess an okay contract. I mean, I didn't. He didn't really impress me last year. And who else did they pay that I thought was nuts? It was uh, oh, and Amari Cooper. Yeah, I pay Amari Cooper. As much as I was disappointed when it came to him playing against the Eagles, I don't know what happened. If he just quit or gave up, it looked pretty bad. But when it comes to the Cowboys, I think they do have a loaded team. They just added. Uh, I couldn't believe this one. They draft him, but man, I'm coming to a blank with his name, 17 overall pick in the first round, uh, C.D. Lamb. 
When they got CeeDee Lamb, I was irritated. Oh, I was mad. I, I was hoping the Cowboys didn't get him, but they didn't really address any needs in the secondary, and I think the Eagles addressed more needs than the Cowboys, so it's going to be an interesting season. Sorry, I know this is supposed to be about the NBA, but kind of went on that tangent on the Cowboys. I mean, I generally have a dislike for the Cowboys, but I, I do respect them, and I'm unbiased enough to look at them as a whole and say I wouldn't be surprised if the Dallas Cowboys ended up winning the whole division or just playing doing worse than 8-8. Eight and eight. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. But back to the NBA. Uh, so this Thursday, the NBA's like the league's board of governors are going to vote to restart the season in Orlando, Florida, and Disney World, where Mickey Mouse controls everything, apparently. The format will include a regular season games and playing games to couple to compete for the playoff berths in the both Eastern and Western conferences. There needs to be a three-fourths majority of owners to approve the plan. The proposal includes 22-team plan, includes teams winning six games of the final playoff spot in each conference. Too bad for the Golden State Warriors. Uh, so New Orleans is in the mix, Phoenix, Portland, Sacramento, San Antonio. I think th- those are all teams in the West. I don't really know who's in the East. They did, I didn't read anything about the East in particular because I know that the NBA really wants Zion Williamson in the playoffs, which I'd love to see personally as well. I think when the NBA is in a weird spot because you can't play the whole rest of the regular season because you're going to be competing with the NFL, which the NFL basically owns one day of the week if you include Monday and Thursday, but that just depends. People are not going to watch it just because their teams are not on Sunday. But Sunday is huge. And I think if the NBA went into the NFL season, it would be okay. But I'm surprised to learn that they thought about doing July 31st to open the season. Like, you couldn't do June 31st, give these players three weeks, then start? Come on. I mean, as much as a fan, but Danny Green was on Colin Cowherd's uh, show and talked about the fact they need three weeks and maybe a few games of five-on-five to get into shape. I feel that would take about a month, and you can start on June, not June 31st, June 30th, start of July. I, I hope my birthday, like July 3rd, I don't, I don't know why I said my birthday, but I just hope by my birthday I get NBA for sure. I don't know what the exact date is, but I heard July 31st on ESPN. A little bit disappointed. But, yeah, I'm just really looking forward to the NBA coming back. I miss it. I miss watching the L.A. Clippers and the L.A. Lakers because that was the biggest storyline. And I know this proposal is a 22-team plan, which is pretty much going to follow the similar format of hopefully eight teams, eight teams making it to making it to the playoffs, but also have opportunity for New Orleans, Phoenix, Portland, Sacramento, San Antonio. If I'm being honest, Phoenix, Sacramento are not going to make it. Portland has a shot because Dame Lillard. Dame Lillard came out another story and talked about the fact he wouldn't play in he wouldn't play games if they didn't have an opportunity to make the playoffs, which. I can understand, but I think the way he approached it was badly because he said he didn't want to play. And I think for respect for the game, he wants to finish out the season. And who wouldn't? If you have a shot to make the playoffs, you want to do everything in your power to get that. I just think he said it on... I just think he, the way he said it was wrong. But, look, I think... I, I want to see... New, personally, I want to see New Orleans make it. i love to see John Morant and Zion and Williamson in the NBA playoffs because they were absolutely exciting to watch. Very entertaining. John Morant, in my opinion, didn't get enough media coverage. What he was doing this season was incredible. Zion Williamson, I remember I'd go work out at the gym at Texas State, and they'd have every Pelicans game on. And I, I really do enjoy watching Zion Williamson play, but give John Morant some love. 
Memphis, they're kind of, I know, rebuilding. But goodness sakes, that guy's the rookie of the year. Give him some coverage. But, yeah, I mean, this is pretty much going to wrap it up. I really don't have much more to say. I just kind of wanted to break down some recent news really quickly, talk about why I'm doing the podcast. And if you made it this far, thank you so much. And, uh, yeah, that's going to wrap it up. Thank you for listening. Uh, please uh, let me know what's going on. Uh, man, let me know what's going on. I don't really know how to close this out. I didn't think I'd know how to close this out or wrap it up. But, no, just uh, thank you. Appreciate you. And uh, hope everyone has a great day.